Welcome to ACNL in Action, brought to you by the Association of California Nurse Leaders. I'm your host, Charlene Platon. Our guest today is Dolores Jones, the first ACNL member to take advantage of our new lifetime membership option. Dolores is one of the most influential nurse leaders in California. She began her career as a student at the Kaiser Foundation School of Nursing in the 1960s and spent the next 35 years at Kaiser, retiring as a senior nurse executive for Northern and Southern California. To honor her legacy, Kaiser established the Dolores Jones Scholarship. To date, over $6 million in scholarship money has been distributed by Kaiser Permanente to 3,000 student nurses since 2001 in her name as the Dolores Jones Scholarship. Not content to rest on her laurels, Dolores was the founding executive director of the California Institute for Nursing and Healthcare, which is now known as Health Impact. Dolores served as executive director until 2012. Welcome, Dolores. Thank you so much for being on the show today. We're so excited to have you. Thank you, Charlene. I I appreciate being asked and looking forward to our conversation. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. And let's dive right in. There's so much to talk about. And you've had an amazing and impressive career in nursing. And your career spanned almost 60 years. And I just want to know what originally attracted you to the profession of nursing? Well, as I thought about that, I... All I can say is that I have always wanted to be a nurse. Um, And it started when I was in high school and I volunteered at the local uh, hospital as a volunteer. We were called Priscilla's in those days. And then went on to become a nurse's aide at the hospital uh, as soon as I could start working. And uh, from there went on to, uh, you know, of course, nursing school, but I have never uh, I've always wanted to be a nurse. And, uh, you know, I, I have a real commitment, a real passion about nursing as a, as my career. That's wonderful. And from those experiences, did you know that nursing was something that you would want to dedicate your life to or the, the rest of your um, profession to at that moment? I, well, I must have because I've never, ever wanted to do anything else. And uh, <laughs> when, even when I was in high school, I knew that I wanted to go on and get a degree in nursing, but I, um, I did not have the money to be able to go to a college or university for a nursing school. So I uh, had planned at that time to um, get a baccalaureate, I mean, to go to a diploma program, become a nurse, work my way through getting a, uh, you know, a baccalaureate and a higher degree. And had that plan, you know, in, in the early six, well, actually, um, before 1960, since I graduated from high school in 1960. And so that was my plan as early as, you know, the late 50s. And uh, also early on, Charlene, I, I, I made the, I, uh, early on in my nursing career, I um, knew that I, I felt I was a, a really good nurse, but I felt I could do more in nursing and more for patient care if I was in a a leadership position in an administrative role. And this this was a vision I had for myself very early on in my career and kept working towards that. And uh, really saw that, uh, you know, that I did move into a profession, a lifelong profession, a lifelong commitment, you know, to nursing, and, and to the people that we serve. 
And that was also really why when ACNL offered the lifetime membership for, um, uh, you know, as, a, as an opportunity for uh, retired nurses, I jumped at it because it was, uh, ACNL keeps me committed or is, well, I, ACNL is my avenue to ensuring that I have access to the profession. And I want to stay um, connected to the profession. I am committed to nursing. And um, ACNL is really my avenue to be able to do this. That's so wonderful. And we really appreciate your membership and your inspiration and I think that you've really set the tone for this conversation because nursing leadership is so important, so dynamic, and how incredible that you've thought about that so early on in your career. And in speaking about your career as well, what have you been up to since um, leaving Health Impact about 10 years ago, or, or what are you working on now since that time? Well, um, my sense of retirement is that you take your skills, your competencies, uh, your knowledge, and you apply it in new and different ways, um, being a, but still being able to make contributions to the profession, still being able to be connected and doing it all without getting paid. That's what retirement is. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, I've continued. I actually, I did get paid a little bit doing some <laughs> consulting work on um, nursing education, uh, we put together a plan for a uh, the state's remaining diploma program to be able to convert to a uh, a baccalaureate program. Uh, I live when I in l- rural California, uh, in, on the northern Sonoma coast, and in our community, um, we uh, our healthcare in where we live in northern California is uh, in Guadalajara. A little small town in Guadalajara, and it's a, a federally qualified clinic uh, that has an excellent urgent care and is considered actually a frontier um, healthcare facility because it is the furthest facility for healthcare from any hospital in, wow. in, uh, in, in California. So we've got a frontier designation. Um, it's primary care and urgent care and a growing aging population. I live at a place called Sea Ranch. And, uh, uh, but, the, but the population, not only at Sea Ranch, but in the whole Guadalajara area is continuing to age. There is need for a visiting nurse service there in order for people to be able to remain in their homes and to age in their homes, rather than as they get older to have to, to leave the community because of inadequate healthcare. Uh, a former ACNL nurse leader, Bev Jones, she was the, the oh, chief yes. nurse at, uh, uh, you know, at uh, John Muir for a number of years. So Bev and I have a mission that we are engaged in, and that is to, uh, to as, as ensure the establishment of an enduring visiting nurse service in our rural California area. So that's one wow. of the big things I've been in. And um, the other is since I, uh, I left Health Impact, I've been doing some writing. Uh, one of the things uh, that I put a lot of time into um, was the writing of the legacy of our School of Nursing. And here's- Oh, wow, that's great. That 
I was the editor of the book along with John, uh, Jim D'Alfonso from Kaiser Permanente. And uh, it's, it's uh, this, um, the, uh, the name of the book, Kaiser Foundation School of Nursing, A Legacy of Disruptive Innovation. And it's kind of like the tagline is, um, are uh, the nursing profession and nursing education has finally caught up with what we were taught 70 plus years ago at the Kaiser School of Nursing. Wow. And we were a school in which we were taught to be able to implement the Permanente way of practicing medicine, wellness, prevention, out of hospital care, ambulatory care, community-based mm -hmm. care, prepay, uh, prepaid medical care programs and group practice. Those are the components of Kaiser Permanente. And that is certainly the direction healthcare is going now. And how, you know, the students need to be prepared to be able to practice in community-based programs, et cetera. So just wow. as a plug, uh, at the annual meeting in February coming up in Palm Springs or Rancho Mirage, Jim and I will be actually presenting our book at a, um, at a breakout session with discussing the applicability for nurse leaders and nurse educators today. Wow, that is wonderful. That is fantastic. Thank you for sharing um, the work that you've been doing in the time that you've left Health Impact. You certainly have been uh, continuing to accomplish a number of impressive um, re things to support the nursing, nursing profession. And I did want to mention that with the book that you that you're writing or that you've contributed to, you've mentioned some challenges within the nursing profession. And as you know, the nursing profession has been going through particularly challenging times in the last few years, especially. And your career must have given you some perspective on that. And is this the hardest that you think it's ever been in nursing? Or have there been other times like the HIV AIDS epidemic, for example, that compare to now? Is there anything that you've seen that has been like this? Well, Charlene, um, you know, in, your, in the notes, you had the AIDS uh, epidemic. And, uh, you know, there's so many things. I mean, over a 60-year period of time, there's an awful lot to be thinking about. But thinking about AIDS, I was the chief nurse at Kaiser San Francisco in the early 80s when AIDS uh, first came to fruition. And as I think back upon some of the more difficult times that I had in my nursing career, being the chief nurse in San Francisco at the time of the beginning of AIDS was an extremely challenging time. Uh, we were really very much in the heart of it, even though as a healthcare system, Kaiser Permanente was not mentioned in the same way that San Francisco General and some of the other leaders uh, in, in AIDS were. But during the time uh, uh, that I was chief nurse there, half of my nursing staff and other hospital employees that had been infected with AIDS had died. And it, I, you know, that's, it, 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 you know, it was early, we didn't know what was going on. And it was a very, very difficult time. Um, the other that was, um, uh, as I think about difficult times is going through CNA negotiations. In my mm -hmm. 15 years as chief nurse uh, for the region, I was the first system-wide uh, nurse executive, uh, I went through five CNA negotiations in which wow. I was at the negotiating table. 
And um, they, uh, I, I would say those were definitely challenging times. The other thing that I think about was, you know, just as um, I, I had teenage, young teenage children at the time when I was chief nurse in San Francisco. And just as we think about, you know, moms have a sense of panic when that telephone rings in the middle of the night, you know, as, oh my God, what's happened to my children? When I, uh, at, during that time, I would get these calls in the middle of the night. Dolores, we don't have enough nursing staff and patients are still coming in. What are we to do? So basically much of my nursing career has been dealt with, has been really devoted to dealing with aspects of the nursing shortage. And I will say it started in San Francisco in the early uh, 1980s. And the shortage that I experienced there was um, really quite dramatic. And uh, knowing that you know, if we were going to get any place in nursing, we really had to deal with how we dealt with the nursing shortage. As I went on then to become uh, chief nurse for the organization, and particularly California, the focus on being on building the nursing staff, and not only in numbers, but in terms of professional staff, um, was really uh, the focus of my career. And I was then able to take that when I moved in, you know, when I retired from Kaiser and moved into developing the California Institute for Nursing and Healthcare, which of course was focused on the nursing shortage of you know the the 2000s, and uh, yeah, I, and being able to take that learning into uh, into uh, what was contemporary times, you know, at um, you know in 2000 2002 um, uh, was. It, it was one of the strengths that I, 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 you know, I brought to the profession at that time. And the Institute was set up to deal with the nursing shortage of, uh, of, of the uh, um, 2000, 2001 to, you know, that early part of the millennium. Mm -hmm. And thank you so much for sharing about your journey with all of those um, challenges that have come up throughout your career. And I know that there have been a number of things that you shared and and I was wondering what kept you going during those hard times, during all of those challenges. And even um, now, as we're experiencing um, so much change with the global COVID-19 pandemic, what what are some strategies maybe? What are, what are some things that you've done to help you through those hard times? Well, I think one of the things, Charlene, that I always did was keep a focus on the fact that I was there as a nurse. And because I was in a leadership position, I was there representing the voice of nursing to my organization. And the voice of nursing is the voice of patient. And being able to focus on that as my purpose for being there, you know, I think really gave me um, a, uh, it really added to and allow me to practice my profession in, in, in such a way that, you know, I was able to continue to contribute even during difficult times. Uh, I think the other things that are uh, that were important are my, my family. I had a very um, support, my, I have very supportive <laughs> family. Uh, my husband was always there uh, supporting me along the way as were my daughters. And um, I think having, having the family and having an opportunity to then 
um, you know, have time to focus on something besides yourself and what was going on at work was a very critical piece of it. Yes. Thank you for sharing. And, and it sounds like there was a big role that, that your support system helped to play it throughout your journey, but then also knowing your why and knowing what, what mattered most to you within the profession. And I think that what you said really resonates with a lot of nurses, including myself serving as the voice of nurses while you're in leadership, but also representing um, patients in that, in that role, which is really a beautiful sentiment. And I do want to ask as well, what kind of a related to what we were just discussing, what are some of the biggest changes that you've noticed in the nursing profession over the last 60 years during your time as a nurse? Have you noticed any notable, what you've mentioned are really big events. Have you noticed some big changes that have come from those events or, or just in general, what are the biggest changes you've seen in the profession? Well, the, the interesting when, um, I thought about that. The first quest, first thing that came to my mind was the role of nurse practitioners. Um, early on, Kaiser was the first organization in California to start using nurse practitioners in the late uh, 60s. Even before schools were, uh, were educating them, we had the, uh, our physician groups were educating our nurse practitioners. I was educated as a nurse practitioner in 1970. Um, and during that time, to really see the rise of the, of the nurse practitioner uh, role in, in coming into the profession and being able to play a very, very important part in primary care. Then being kind of the, uh, the interest in nurse practitioners dropping <laughs> as more people were going into medicine and therefore, you know, nurse practitioners were started to deal with the physician shortage. And then as the physician shortage started ebbing a bit, nurse practitioners found it a more challenging time. But now we're back to the point, rising at once again of the contribution of nurse practitioners and PAs, I will say that as well, because in our clinic in Gualala, the PAs and the nurse practitioners are playing very important roles. And being able to see nursing's contribution uh, being realized in this way is, is a very important. The other, uh, the other change is that I've seen, I think the, the, the acknowledgement of the importance and the, of, of, of nursing education and of higher educated nurses. Um, but making, uh, you know, I think community colleges are still the backbone of nursing education in our state. But being able to have the collaborative models in which a baccalaureate degree is really made available to all community college graduates is, is a, one of the really important things that we have done in the state of California. And uh, I, I think that, that acknowledgement has been a, uh, of the importance of nursing education and making it available has been uh, critically, critically important. Um, another, uh, as I'm kind of thinking about, um, you know, some of these changes that have occurred is we're not, I can think of one of the things that we've not as far along on is residencies. The need to have nurse residencies is critically important. And it is, uh, you know, as I, as I think about nurse residencies and why we, why nursing does not have residencies as part of our requirement to become a practicing nurse 
is, is I think one of the big travesties of our profession. And when you look back into history, it's because our profession was grounded really in diploma programs. Diploma programs in which nurses were uh, being taught in kind of an apprenticeship role as they were staffing the hospitals. So then when they graduated, they came out ready to, you know, practice as practicing nurses. Um, that meant that mentality has kept it, has infiltrated nursing education and uh, through, through, through the decades. And being able to get out of that mindset, uh, even when, you know, the, uh, uh, when nursing education became grounded in our, our colleges, whether it be community colleges, universities, or state colleges, has still um, been grounded into some of the framework of our, uh, of our profession that, need, that desperately needs to be changed. Yes, and there have been a number of, of huge changes that you've mentioned. I definitely understand what you've been mentioning about the evolution of the nursing role with our advanced practice providers, including nurse practitioners and physician assistants, and then the state of our education with how we train nurses with residencies. There's a lot of changes that have been that have happened in the last several decades. And I wanted to ask, what do you think is on the horizon? What is next for nursing? as the next big change that you see? Well, I think the, um, the, the book that just came out, and I don't have my hands in California and I'm in Washington, of the, uh, you know, the, the future of nursing, you know, for 20, I think, yes. what is it, 2040 to 2030? Um, yes. Mm-hmm. It, I'm looking upon this as, as nursing's new mandate. And that yes. being mm-hmm. nursing's contribution to decreasing health inequities. And, as our profession is able to rise to that challenge, to that mandate, then I believe nursing's greatest moments are before us. And uh, it being able, nurses are positioned to be able to help increase health equities in all communities, whether it is in our own individual communities in which we are, how we as people are interacting with, with members of our community, whether it is in our organizations, definitely a challenge for our nurse leaders to ensure that nurses are being positioned to be able to have their contribution to improving the health of all people to, uh, you know, is, is being really recognized and acknowledged. But then of course it keeps working its way up and that means, you know, healthcare systems, governments, you know, uh, all have to be acknowledging this and supporting nursing's ability to be able to do this. But the heart of it has to start with nurses believing that they are able to make a significant contribution to increasing health equities for all people. Yes, beautifully stated. And I'm so glad that you mentioned the future of nursing report that came out not too long ago, representing the what we would like to see in nursing from 2020 to 2030. There is that huge focus on reducing health inequities, like you mentioned, which I think nurses are the prime, um, the prime professionals to help tackle that. And are there any changes that you would like to see specifically with nurses as they approach these challenges and as they target some of these really large issues? Well, um, so I, I recently had to give a, uh, I gave a speech about you know this topic 
And I was looking back upon that book, you know, the latest publication as to what are the things there the nurses could actually do to help increase, uh, uh, you know, health equities and meeting healthcare needs in medically underserved communities and realized the book did not have any specifics in there. So it's kind of like, okay, what would I want to see that would, what are examples that say, this is what nurses can do? Well, first off, is having nurses that represent the demographics of the communities they are serving. And, you know, the, the need to have, you know, more um, Latina nurses coming in, more uh, African-American nurses, more nurses that reflect the communities that they need to go back in and to serve, number one. Number two, I think maximizing the nurse role in ambulatory care, whether it be through nurse practitioners, nurse midwives, um, uh, nurses functioning in expanded roles, nurses in public health. I mean, those are specific roles that nurses can be practicing in that can make a difference in these medically underserved communities. And then my third example was really doing things like bringing nursing services in where they're not available. For example, a visiting nurse service in a rural community and uh, the, the, the importance of doing that. So those are yes. some, some, some of my examples that I would give. That's wonderful. Thank you for sharing. I love that vision that you just expressed. And I think it's so important for nurses to represent the, the community that they're serving and to be able to serve in those communities that, that truly need so much more access to health and targeting our social determinants of health. I think that's become a lot more important now than ever, especially what's been emphasized in the future of nursing report. And as we come to a close, I did want to just ask one final question. And I wanted to ask, what advice do you have for nurses who are now just entering the profession or that are early in their careers? It sounds like you still attend some of the award ceremonies for the Dolores Jones Scholars. So I'm curious to see what advice you might have for these nurses. Uh, yes, and I do. I attend all of our ceremonies once a year for our nurse for the the the, uh, the Dolores Jones scholarships, and uh, just had also the opportunity to uh, give a commencement address on Kaiser's last uh, first graduating class of a hundred uh, for a year long residency. And, and wow. kind of what, a couple of my messages that are uh, my message to them, uh, one of the most important thing was not to lose the caring in nursing. The caring in nursing and, and a holistic approach to healthcare is what distinguishes nursing from the other health profession. And it is so important with all the technology that's out there making us such a remarkable healthcare system that nurses ensure that the caring of healthcare is not lost. Secondly, an advice I would give is to continue your education for an associate degree, your baccalaureate, your baccalaureate, master's, doctorate. And of course, with the doctorate in nursing practice, it really is making advanced education so much more accessible to nurses. And the third piece of advice I think I would give is if there's a need, step up and fill it. Don't wait for someone to come to you and ask you to do something. If there's a need, step forward. And, and I think that was something I always did during my profession. 
my professional career was if there was a need that I felt I could contribute to, then I could step in and, and move forward to do it. So that those were the things that I, I think I would want to share with, um, with new nurses. Well, that's wonderful, Dolores. Thank you so much for sharing your expertise, your wisdom, and your insight during our conversation today. It was such a joy to have you, and we really appreciate your time. Thank you. And our guest today was Dolores Jones, the former senior nurse executive for Northern and Southern California Kaiser Permanente and founding executive director of the California Institute for Nursing and Healthcare, which is now known as Health Impact. And we'd love to hear your feedback. Email us at socialmedia at acnl.org and connect with us on LinkedIn and Facebook at ACNL Nurse. And as always, if you like the show, please remember to rate, review, and share with your friends and colleagues. ACNL in Action is presented by the Association of California Nurse Leaders with new episodes on the first Friday of every month. To learn more about the show or ACNL in general, visit acnl.org. Thank you for listening.